gotta you gotta do it right. Oh yeah. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, the one and only Ace Switch, aka who left these damn Legos on the damn floor. <laughs> AKA that boy good. <laughs> I gotta do it again. AKA that, that boy, boy good. good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is killing me. That is killing me so bad. Oh man, that is that gets me every day of time. AKA uh, the 310 times social distance champion. It's hard to keep track. AKA because I'm, I'm up in the champ so long. AKA the nickel lip master bringing you yet another episode of switches sites. Episode 95 to be exact. We so close five episodes. Um, to, to kind of unveil the curtain a little bit, um, at least personally, my personal goal has been to always get to episode 100, regardless of, you know, whatever dynamics, but, you know, from a consistent, uh, standpoint in terms of maintaining that consistency, which I am, uh, proud of myself so far for doing, uh, I think throughout the history of recording in the show uh if if at worst just a couple exceptions of pushing the show back maybe a day or so but uh otherwise uh been pretty consistent in that respect so i am personally um happy about that so um outside of that i guess some minor personal stuff uh to uh dive in briefly um I posted a, a fair amount of stuff on Twitter, but, uh, specifically, um, <laughs> the RE8, uh, play test I mentioned, uh, man, I literally, I think I did that pretty much a year ago, um, from Monday, um, where pretty much I, uh, got the opportunity to play test Resident Evil Village, AKA Resident Evil 8. And, um, uh, I, 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 I recall them, they had webcams, but I, for some dumb reason, I'm like, ah, oh, they don't have those on, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm pretty sure how they had it set up is like, they had a, they had like webcams and like the game and I'm pretty sure they were capturing and I think they had it like streamed to people. I'm assuming in Japan, like the development team and probably maybe some people in the U S maybe, uh, maybe some higher ups. I don't know, but, um, yeah, at least from the outside looking in, it was like, Oh, I'm just, I, on top of that, I was like, I was, I ain't gonna lie. I was fucking, <laughs> fucking ecstatic to, uh, play, um, play Resident Evil eight before like shoot, or I guess maybe the first, people to play Resident Evil 8 before it got, uh, revealed officially. So, uh, yeah, I was fucking, 
I was excited as hell. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. It was like, um, yeah, that was like Christmas. Like, you know, you couldn't even sleep. I barely could sleep the night before. I was like, oh boy, I can't, I can't, I could not even sleep. I was, I ain't been that excited since, uh, shoot, like maybe I was like five before the night before Christmas. Well, it was always a thing, uh, personally before Christmas, the day before Christmas, I would, I would never be able to sleep. And like, coincidentally, I'd always get sick. (laughs) So Christmas was like, it was like a trade off where it was like the worst, the best and worst day, uh, as a kid growing up, but you know, as you got older, them presents don't, <laughs> them presents don't look as appealing as they used. <laughs> you start getting socks and, uh, yeah, you know, like, Oh, and this is not, uh, it's not grand theft auto mom, but yeah, they, these socks, mm, they go, they're going to do me good now. Socks would be cool, but back in the day, <laughs> back in the day, mom, uh, socks, really? Huh. <laughs> not the, not the, huh. Um, I promise y'all I'm not high or anything, but high on life. Huh? Uh, anyway, um, so, uh, I forgot to finish that statement, but basically, uh, I got, uh, an email from, from them saying, Hey, uh, we want to use your, I think they, well, they said, Hey, we want to use your footage in, I think some making of RE8 and I'm guessing probably like some promo, like commercials that you probably see on YouTube and stuff or something like that. But also at the same time, they said like they added a disclaimer, we may not use your footage or something like that. So I don't know. It seems like, uh, let's just get all your details and, you know, sign this statement saying that you won't sue (laughs) Capcom for defaming you or them making a meme of you looking dumb or something. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, if you see some dude with some nigga lips, (laughs) 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 oh man. Uh, if you see some dude with nigga lips playing, (laughs) playing RE8, uh, Hey, I'm sorry. Uh, in advance, uh, that might be me. I I can already tell. I know a moment they're probably going to capture or they're probably if they do, if I make it into it, that they'll probably use. Um, It's uh, since it's technically it was technically in the E3 demo, it's totally fine, but pretty much. uh, And I think I talked about it way back, but I'm pretty much the moment uh, when Chris came out of nowhere because it was a lot of as somebody who saw that for the first time as a big Resident Evil fan or whatever, um, it was one, uh, you see Chris and he's like the original redesigned Chris, not the, you know, fugly Chris from RE seven. So you have that coming to play. And then, you know, like just a couple seconds after, uh, sorry, Ethan. And then pop, 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 pop. 
<laughs> shoot the hell out of Mia. What? <laughs> so I'm pretty sure they're probably gonna they're probably gonna maybe splice or cut that up somehow. I would assume, but just to give uh, a heads up, um, if um, you know, for for the podcast listeners that hey. Uh, if you see see some black light skin dude with some nigga lips, <laughs> it's killing me. <laughs> it shouldn't, but it's killing me. Um, <laughs> uh, that might be me. That might be me. Um, so that's cool. Personally, as a huge fan of Resident Evil, growing up, that's. Man, this is like a dream come true, actually, just to just to be even remotely involved with Resident Evil, let alone being able to play a Resident Evil game early before like anybody else or, you know, outside of, I'll assume the team, uh, man, that was like, yeah, that's, that's up there. One of the best days, uh, I've had, um, dream come true. Uh, also, man, I'm just getting all these wins this week. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm cherishing it cause it's probably gonna be <laughs> one of the last ones, uh, real quick, um, uh, to uh, slightly unveil the work, uh, environment. Um, I, I'm not going to disclose where I work, but, uh, at least in terms of what I do outside of this show weekly, um, I do, uh, do it, you know? The, the the very wide umbrella that entails. <laughs> I'll just say that. But uh, our company um, did give uh, provide an award, um, which is called the Chairman's Award. It's like the considered to be the highest achievement you can get. But I have it set up already, so I don't want to move it. I tried to, but it was too hard. Um, basically, is considered the highest achievement you can get within a company. Um, from the, the CEO, I guess the CEO of the company, which I've never met actually. Um, he did. (laughs) Of course, ironically, I was helping somebody on an issue, uh, where I couldn't even attend that meeting, but either way, got that, uh, got that award. Um, feels good, especially, um, also real quick for people who work and, you know, deal with it or whatever. Um, you know what, just, you know, uh, a good thanks goes a long way in terms of specifically for, uh, the, (laughs) the craziness that was COVID where, you know, a lot of, a lot of companies had to transition to a work from home environment and, you know, uh, collectively across the globe, it has probably been real, (laughs) real strained uh, in that respect. So, uh, if you do work in any of those related companies, Hey, just give them, you know, just, uh, give a little cupcake to your fellow it people, give a little pat on the back, a little dab. Well, okay. Maybe not dab because, uh, cause it's COVID, but you know what I mean? Just say, Hey man, appreciate you. You know, it, it goes a long way. All right. Respect your fellow it people. <laughs> Cause they, <laughs> that could that could be heaven or hell, depending on how you make it. Um, either way, to unveil a little personal, personal side of me as we go ninety five episodes in. 
episode 95 outside of that um well the world is uh being the world you know uh we <laughs> i act like it's new but we discover that racism <laughs> exists in, in 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 the UK now so <laughs> Uh, just to briefly touch on that, it's like, really? All right. Uh, I, man, uh, the extremes people go to, uh, so basically to touch on the Meghan Markle situation, um, who's married to Prince Harry, Henry, one of those, um, where I guess her, her immediate or his immediate family was all like, Oh, I hope that baby ain't dark. Uh, I hope that that dark baby uh, boy, I don't want no, want no dark baby. Oh, uh, we ain't going. And you, oh, man, it's, it's a lot to decompress, which I'm not going to get onto this show. This is not that type of show, but just to touch on it a little bit, uh, relax. Okay. It's 2021. We, I'm just saying, let's, uh, let's calm it down a little bit. All right. Let's, uh, let's calm it down. Let's, uh, let's protect them babies. All right. Uh, use secret service. Okay. For the children. Don't discriminate because he's a, uh, that whole thing is just messy overall, but I digress. Anywho, moving on. Um, without further ado, Let's stop the dilly dallying and get right into it. Um, Bethesda and Microsoft, they were talking a little bit. They, um, they were getting real serious. Um, they took it, they took it to the next level. Uh, some things happened and now officially, uh, they, I think they made it official earlier in the week, but there was a, uh, um, event or streaming event where they basically were kind of going in further detail about the merger between, um, with Bethesda going under the Xbox umbrella in terms of first party studios. So, um, it was pretty insightful. I'd say, uh, just to provide a better understanding of what's going on basically to kind of also, um, I don't know, subside any, like, I guess suspicions or concerns in terms of, um, you know, this merger, like critically changing drastically, um, you know, I guess the, 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 the vibe and feel and tone of the games and, the studios that are making the games under Bethesda, which it, it definitely at least going by that, uh, event, it did not give any impression that nothing pretty much would change. If anything, it seems like things will be much better for both ends, which is, I guess one thing they were trying to hit home is that Xbox and Bethesda, uh, they have a lot to learn from each other, which is, I think is the good good thing, which also I think ultimately Xbox will benefit, uh, the most from, so we'll see, uh, what comes of that. But a couple of tidbits in, in relation to that, that whole, uh, event specifically, um, 
and I guess the, to touch on a couple highlights, um, the first is that oh boy, oh boy, uh, Bethesda is going in on Xbox when it comes to Game Pass, cause oh, it's a lot. It's a lot of uh, Bethesda games coming to Game Pass tomorrow. You hear me tomorrow? Do I say it again? Tomorrow. <laughs> Um, so it seems currently what's slated is, uh, you got the evil within, uh, evil within two doom 2016, doom three BFG edition, uh, pray follow three, follow four, uh, Wolfenstein, uh, the new order, Wolfenstein, the new Colossus, the old blood, uh, dishonored. Uh, Dishonored, Death of the Outsider, um, Elder Scrolls, Oblivion, Morrowind, which is crazy because like that's a freaking original Xbox game that I think now on the Xbox Series X and probably even the the, uh, Xbox One X, you could play in like 4K, which is as somebody who as somebody who's always been a primarily a console player it's pretty crazy to think about, uh, how, how consoles are, are kind of, um, running up, catching up with PCs in terms of like this type of, um, upgrade ability, if you will, in terms of, uh, you know, basically just keeping, uh, things that you can only fathom being possible on PC is like now starting to become a thing on Xbox, which is, it's definitely a really dope, um, uh, you know, check on, uh, Xboxes in compared to PS five. Um, and I'm, I'm actually very tempted to try Morrowind now. I heard it's really good. Uh, I'm, I'm not one to, you know, golf at like old graphics. I, I, I really appreciate them, you know, cause it kind of, I see it as humbling personally. So I may try that as well as oblivion. But I don't know. I know these are <laughs> these are some commitments uh, in terms of time. But uh, maybe you can critical path. We'll see. Uh, you got rage, um, man. So that's a lot. Those a lot of games. Those a lot of games. Jesus. Uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood. Did I mention that? No, yeah, Wolfenstein Youngblood is one. Um, oh, so maybe those aren't. Though I think those are the games that currently aren't on Game Pass that will more than likely come on Game Pass. But at least for tomorrow, you got Dishonored 1, Dishonored 2, Doom 1, 2, 64, 3, Doom Eternal, which I thought was, I think it was only on PC, PC Game Pass. You got Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 4, uh, Fallout 76, uh, Prey, Rage 2, Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim, uh, Elder Scrolls Online, Evil Within 1, um, and I think that's it, outside of, uh, Wolfenstein New Order, Old Blood as well. I think a lot of, some of the other titles are already on Game Pass, but either way, it's pretty safe to say eventually all of the, um, Bethesda games will be on a Xbox game pass at some point if they aren't, uh, tomorrow. So all in all, man, if you, if, (laughs) 
if you a Bethesda fan, you got uh you got a lot, a lot to look forward to. Uh, if you also have Game Pass, or you can go and get Game Pass. Uh, then also for a lot of these games, they're also adding that uh cool new feature called FPS Boost or Plus FPS Boost, which basically will um natively, uh, to my understanding, natively boost the frames per second for games that otherwise wouldn't that, uh, generally would typically need some like development, um, assistance in that where like the original devs of the game would need to, you know, tinker with some, uh, settings, I and I files, I don't know to, uh, get it, get it to that point. But, uh, I guess through Xbox's architecture, they can basically do that natively where games that are like 30 FPS, uh, otherwise can, um, be boosted to like, you know, I guess technically the, the, the ceiling as far as the, the consoles are is 120 FPS. If you have a HDMI 2.1 television. So that is pretty damn awesome. I love it. I love it so much as a, as a, uh, fellow enthusiasts. I do, uh, I do enjoy that very much that, that prospect even, um, yeah, man, this is pretty cool. I, I think it's definitely both, both companies will definitely benefit from this for sure. Um, in, in that, um, the, uh, streaming event earlier today, they also, uh, touched on some of the, the dev companies under the Bethesda umbrella, which is technically now under the, uh, Xbox umbrella. Um, of course they had, uh, they had the guy that was, uh, making uh Deathloop arcane studios, I think. Um, and then they also had, they had Shinji Mikami, of course, the, the legend himself that made basically invented survival horror. So now thinking of that prospect of, uh, that's kind of weird to fathom. Like there's going to be like a, maybe potentially a resident evil killer on uh killer app exclusively on Xbox, which is crazy. It's, it's, it's kind of weird to think now it's like, now I'm like really starting to think of Xbox in a whole different uh, realm now. Um, where, you know, you always, I think most people always thought of Xbox as, uh, a good, uh, alternative or primary console for third party stuff. I know some people prefer that as well. But now it's like it's it's it, it totally flips them in a whole new front now. Now that everything is official, uh, I know way back months months ago we didn't know about um, we knew it was underway, but you know it wasn't fully uh, official official yet. They'd uh you know they didn't have the rings on yet, but <laughs> I don't know what what is that? I'm trying to think of some analogy uh, for relationships to. Microsoft and Xbox, but it's just what, how do you, Oh, it, they didn't put on Facebook. There you go. They didn't put uh, in a relationship on Facebook yet, but then <laughs> earlier this week they did put it, the, the, the status is uh, in a relationship. You know, at first it was, uh, it's complicated. <laughs> it's complicated. We, we not sure about each other yet, but then, uh, <laughs> earlier this week, they, uh, you, you saw it. They, they, uh, <laughs> they put uh officially in a relationship 
Then everybody's, oh, oh, that's so cute. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Uh, why am I in a relationship? I hate this. <laughs> There's always somebody better. Let's let's be honest. Yeah. So. Also, uh, harken back on that event as well. Um, there was a very distinct statement of Phil Spencer, uh, Uncle <laughs> Uncle Phil Spencer <laughs> uh, made um, during that that event. Um, and you know what? Let's we just got to quote it. Let me get my even though I, well, I, I I give credit to Phil Spencer. He's like probably the most down to earth. Down to earth, um, you know, Xbox front person, if you will, which I mean, that's not to take away from a lot of the other folks that are of the same, you know, various companies. But it just seems he always stands out as like being very personable and like relatable. You know what I mean? He's like, hey, I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm, <laughs> You know, he's he seems like that type of type of dude. So. Excuse me, I have to perk up these pipes. Uh, that made it sound very, very weird, but I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I apologize about that, but. Okay. Need to tighten this damn. Keep it tight. I listen to, hold on, let me, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. <laughs> I'm trying to <laughs> okay. I listen to the podcast and all the questions so I'm going to try to be as clear as I can because that's what I I just think it's fair so obviously I can't sit here and say every Bethesda game is exclusive because we know that's not true there's contractual obligations that we're going to see through as we always do in every one of these instances. We have games that exist on other platforms and we're going to go support those games on the platforms they're on. There's communities of players. We love those communities and will continue to invest in them. And even in the future, there might be things that have either contractual things or legacy on different platforms that will go do. But if you're an Xbox customer, the thing I want you to know is this is about delivering great exclusive <laughs> games for you that ship on platforms where Game Pass exists. And that's our goal. That's why we're doing this. That's the root of this partnership that we're building and the creative capability we will be able to bring to market for our Xbox customers is going to be the best it's ever been in Xbox after we're done here. <laughs> Sorry. I, uh, I feel like, uh, like after that, I kind of went to like a, like a, uh, action, action movie, post horror type vibe, which I wasn't going for, but I was like, all right, whatever. Uh, went, went to some diehard, diehard stuff. I don't know. Either way, uh, so at least what I took from that is that pretty much um, all the existing uh, contractual stuff they have going on. I know with the couple of games that come to mind, um, 
to- Ghostwire Tokyo. I know that's for sure going to come on um, PS5. Uh, was there any other distinct one? I guess technically um, the Outer Worlds, even though I think that's technically Obsidian, which is wasn't under the Bethesda umbrella, but they used to be with Bethesda or something like that. Or I think there were some people that used to be on the Bethesda team and then they broke away and made their own studio. No, no, I think Bethesda used to be under umbrella and then they broke away, <laughs> but now they're back, which I know we talked about that, that awkward moment. Cause they, I think they made a, um, fallout new Vegas, at least the most recent one. And they made the original fallout game. I think the original fallouts one and two, um, so yeah, that's, <laughs> that's going to be interesting to see if they like come back and like, Oh, Hey, Hey, Oh, I guess we, ah, oh, man, man, how you been? How you been? <laughs> how you been doing? <laughs> it's like, uh, we both know this is awkward. Let's just, let's just go. Let's just stop right now. Um, so yeah, so it seems like for sure there's definitely going to be some exclusivity um, that, you know, if anything, I say at the worst, it's probably going to be some serious timed exclusivity stuff, at least going forward with future titles. I would assume that probably includes, um, Starfield. I think that's the, I guess the fallout in space, space, space fallout, which is kind of ironic or redundant to it, to a certain extent. Um, and then the, the new, uh, Elder Scrolls six, that's like, those are deadlocked. Not going to be, um, there's definitely going to be some exclusivity to some extent, where it's at least going to be annoying enough where, you know, people that are on the, the fence about it will, you know, jump one way or another. But at the same time, most people, uh, I can't even say most people, I say a good amount of people that probably only committed to one console um, more than likely has a PC that maybe is capable of playing games. That's a pretty broad statement, but I would say there are probably more people that have at least one console in a PC than, you know, somebody that has like all of the consoles and PC or something like that. Um, so, I mean, if anything, that's still, will give a lot of opportunity to people that, you know, wouldn't want to get, um, get, get, uh, let's say Elder Scrolls six on Xbox, but want to play it on PC. But even though like, yeah, I always associate Elder Scrolls to play on PC than anything like, you know, you just, for me personally, I have this weird association with some games where I just feel like it just, doesn't feel right playing it on console, even though it's, you know, obviously as optimized as possible to be played on, um, consoles as well as PC. But, you know, you know, it's some games you associate with certain consoles and stuff, even though they are multi-platform. I know I'm not the only one. Okay. Shut up. (laughs) Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think there's literally surprising nobody in terms of, that the exclusivity, um, that's (laughs) you pay what I think they, man, it was like a crazy amount, like 7.5 billion or something. You don't pay that much money to just not 
have exclusivity or anything to entice people on the fence to, you know, hop in the ecosystem that is Xbox. That just doesn't, just doesn't add up. Just doesn't, that is just doesn't compute. Does not, does not compute. So, um, I'm sorry. I just, because I have it does not compute, does not compute, does not compute. I'm sorry. I had to, that's the only time I'm ever going to use that. So I had to, I'm sorry. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, all in all, um, this is a great stuff for Xbox as you know, again, uh, just, the, you know, cause boy, man, that's one thing too. I swear people love to, uh, to, to, to go in these console wars for no reason. Um, but, um, it's always good to see competition competition and you know what I mean? Like this is only going to make PlayStation five be better as a platform and you know, vice versa make, um, Xbox be a better platform and try to strive to be better. So man, all in all gamers are winning, you know? Uh, I think, uh, I do appreciate Xbox for giving more, options where, you know, if you don't want an Xbox, you can still, if you have a PC, which you more than likely do, um, you know, you can go that route for a lot of these exclusives coming up for sure. So it feels good, man. feels good to see Xbox on the up and up, (laughs) especially, well, you know, considering the horror that was Xbox, at least initially for the most part, but it's good to see, man really is. It really, really is. It's so great. It's so great. All right. Did we cover? Yeah. So moving on. Um, next topic. Um, Monster Hunter digital event. Uh, happened. It's technically was it last week? No, this Monday. Boy, time is just gone. Um, so they went over a good amount of details. Of course, Monster Hunter Rise, but they also talked about Monster Hunter Stories too. Um, which you know it's more of what that is. <laughs> I really have no concept of what that game is. I've not did not seem interested enough to me to jump into, but, um, from what I saw, there's like some, um, monster riding. I'm not sure if you could do that in the first one. Maybe you could, but this just shows how much I, uh, I'm aware of it, but let's talk about really what we, what we really want to talk about. Um, at monster rise though. Um, there was a good amount of details that dropped first and foremost, uh, another demo is dropping tomorrow, Friday, uh, the 12th, probably maybe by midnight tonight, maybe, uh, where it's, I think they said it's going to be pretty much the most of the same quest from the last demo, but on this one, uh, it will have you, you get to fight Magnamalo, the flagship monster of this game. Um, and apparently it's going to be, but <laughs> booty. <laughs> gonna be booty hard 
I don't know. That's that's not really indicative of how hard. <laughs> not really indicative of how hard something is, but hey. <laughs> I guess it's maybe kind of sarcastic. It's like, oh man, it's gonna be booty hard. So so you mean it's so you mean it's not gonna be hard? No, it's it's so hard it's soft. I feel like that's that's some that's some science thing where it's something that's so hard it's soft. I feel like that's some liquid liquid solidif solidification. I'm sorry, I don't it's been a while. It was it was gasification, liquefaction, solidification. It was something like that. I know I'm in the ballpark. I just didn't get the home run yet. I hit hit the T ball and I tried to go for first base, but <laughs> it didn't work. Either way, um Magnamalo will uh probably beat your ass in this demo. Uh, and of course, what do you know? They, uh, I think in this one, this demo, it's not going to be the, uh, the, the annoying, um, the annoying, um, what is it? The, the freaking, uh, uh, which is just, it's, it's just irritating. The, um, the time, the limited time crap, like they did resident evil where you can only play it like within the span of 30 minutes, at least with this one, you can only, uh, do a hundred tries or something like that, or it was like, I think it was like, you only play it 30 times, 30 tries. Uh, and then it, the demo will lock, which is just dumb, but whatever. So at least, <laughs> Oh, well, what do you know? Now we're closer to the release. Oh, uh, you could play the hell out of that demo now if you want. So there you go for that. Uh, but we did get some pretty good details specifically, um, regarding some of the like specifics, at least the biggest curiosity I had was, um, the one mode, uh, what was it called? Rampage where basically it seems like it's more of a tower defense type deal. It feels like tower defense slash like Uber hunt quest if you just blended those together and like, I guess typically for Uber hunt quest where you like, you normally have like five, five monsters you have to hunt all in one quest. Um, but then again, it's like, it's hard to say, but at least from what they show, it definitely seems to provide a better understanding where it's like more. So it is, uh, it seems to be a, a bigger emphasis on tower defense where you, you have to protect, your home or base or whatever and stop the monsters from destroying it. Cause at least in the trailer, they showed the monsters like trying to de destroy the particular strongholds or something like that, which I'm trying to see, but it's not letting me, but either way, that's at least the, the general gist I got from that. Um, they also showed a, a good amount of confirmed monsters. Now, uh, Nargakuga is back. Uh, Zenogra is fucking back. Uh, let's go. That's <laughs> y'all like that. That's my, actually I gotta, you gotta, you, you, you can only do it. Yeah. See, Hey, 
Capcom if you uh you need a voiceover <laughs> for uh for Zenogra and only Zenogra. There you go. Oh, <laughs> uh, that man, I ain't gonna lie, that sound like a <laughs> That sound like a Zenogra going in heat. <laughs> That's the wrong way. Hold on. Oh, did I change the dial? I'm sorry. Let, let's. DLC monster, which it seems like they have a pretty good cadence if uh, Monster Hunter World is any indication where uh, Camellios, uh, man, I love his theme, at least in um, Ultimate. And and I, I think he premiered in Monster Hunter 4 for the 3DS, but uh, he is coming back and making his third return. Um, Camellios. He looks, he looks kind of a uh, Looks kind of not the, not the, like the brightest tool in the shed. Actually, you know what? In Rise, he does look more sensible, if that makes sense. Maybe it's just the angles. I don't know. But, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to get all that gas sprayed on me while I'm listening to that, that dope ass, his dope ass theme. See what they're going to do with Rise. But, uh, hey, oh, it's looking so good. It's looking so good. I think they showed a couple of uh, additional things you can do um, with the wire bug, I want to say. I want to check on that real quick. I don't even. I guess they uh, split it up either way. Uh, you know, Monster Hunter Rise is looking good. That's all. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> in conclusion, Monster Hunter Rise is going to be good. Pretty much in conclusion. <laughs> uh, I'm by the way, I'm referencing, uh, uh, it was some meme on Twitter 
where it was like basically that was the meme like it was some dude like presenting a presenting a PowerPoint in class. In conclusion, uh you could shut your ass up. <laughs> Something like that. So yes. I am uh all I'm gonna say, uh my nipples are very hard right now. And uh there's only one reason for that. I'm not even going to finish that statement. I'm not even going to finish that statement. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Moving on. Um, man, you know that that service, that service, uh, de nuvo. You probably don't, but let me educate you a little bit. So de nuvo, uh, basically, was a service that um, was mainly for PCs where pretty much it did, it was, it acted as a uh, anti-piracy and anti-cheat, but the general consensus has always been for pretty much all the games it's been involved in. It always would either highly uh, degrade uh, performance in the game, uh, you know, specifically frame rates and, um, being the main gist of it as well as like load on a CPU and stuff like that. So, uh, at least for most people, <laughs> when you hear, uh, Hey guys, uh, the is involved in this game. Everybody just scoffs. Ugh. The eyes, the eyes roll, the, the, ugh, the eyes roll immediately, not in a good way either. So, um, and what do you know? Um, PlayStation five is also incorporating, uh, this software as well. So, eh, uh, I don't think it's the console specifically. It may be, let me, that's one thing I didn't fully. So I guess it's not, it's, it's specifically for the first party games. Um, and it's middleware program to offer anti-cheat technology to game developers. So I'm gonna try to skim through this article real quick. Uh, so security and innovation collide de nuvo by Iridetto today announces it has joined the exclusive PlayStation five tools and middleware program. De nuvo, the leader in video games protection offers this anti-cheat solution through this program to publishers and developers whose games are available on PlayStation five. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, they're, and they're trying to buff themselves up so good too. <laughs> we are like literally the worst anti-cheat. Uh, we, we literally, uh, destroy games. <laughs> we literally kill games. Guys, we kill games. So uh, I guess it doesn't necessarily it, this doesn't necessarily, I guess, mean death yet. So, I mean, uh, this is at least just stating that it will be available, uh, which more than likely, uh, these first party studios are going to use, but at least what a lot of people are saying is that this is probably going to be mostly used for PC games. The, the, the PlayStation, uh, first party games 
that are planning to be uh, ported to PC, which that makes sense. But still, I mean, it's the nouveau, at least the, unless they make a big improvement to change all that, I don't see, uh, I don't really see that changing, but I mean, if it's just PC, that's fine. And then, I mean, I personally would just stick with the PlayStation five versions, uh, depending, but we'll see if anything, it just says, it seems like it's just saying, Hey, Hey, uh, you know, we're, we're here. If you need us, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, provide that NI cheat, protect them games. If you want, um, we, we won't, <laughs> We won't fuck up your game. We won't, we won't destroy it. We won't, we won't kill any, won't kill any frame rates. Won't kill. <laughs> they stand on their breath. Maybe like, maybe like 2%. What? <laughs> what? Huh? Uh, we'll see. I guess specifically anti cheat, which is kind of crazy though. If this is going to be on console, cause this, I don't think we've ever had an anti cheat specifically on console. I guess technically, I'm not sure if DNS count on uh PlayStation two, but maybe that's the closest we ever got to anti cheat. Cause I think that that's what it was meant for. What was DNS? What did it stand for again? I need to, I must know. I must know this. I crave the knowledge. Dinas dynamic network authentication system was a proprietary authentication system created by Sony uh, DNS retrieved information about a user's hardware and software for authentication, copy protection, account blocking system rules or game management and other purposes. So DNS used a set of codes in a protected area of the game DVD together with serial numbers from the console EE prom for online authentication. So essentially, essentially it was uh anti-piracy and anti-cheat pretty much. Cause yeah, if you manipulate anything, I think um, Dinez would automatically block you or say you cannot connect. <laughs> you cannot connect. Uh, stop cheating you bitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> it would it would literally do that say you are cheating stop it you son of a bitch dirty scum ah <laughs> uh, it's good to it's good I'm actually getting use out of that I'm not gonna lie um so yeah we'll see we have to see maybe there it it might not be as horrible as it is on PC but at least as far as the reputation I'm aware of it's generally uh pretty annoying slash irritating in terms of how much of a performance hit it'll do probably all like the, I would assume the tech you, uh, YouTube channels are going to jump on, on this and probably, you know, fully analyze and dissect, dissect it to every bit, which I'm not going to lie to you. I love that shit. Okay. Cause it's, it's, it's very insightful. We'll see. We shall see. Moving on. Them turtles that are teenage and live under a shell. Back at it again. Uh, I 
think they announced Wednesday that um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge uh, has been announced. So um, looking from the trailer, at least uh, it's made by one of the dev teams that was involved with uh, Street Charades 4. So I'm like personally interested and immediately on my radar for sure. Uh, based off that alone. Um, but, uh, it seems like at least from going by the gameplay, it seems to be definitely a love letter to the old school, um, Ninja Turtle beat em up games, which again, Hey, it's like <laughs> somebody just elevate your pitching to me right now. It's like, Hey, get this, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Uh, the art, looks just like the old school games, but a little bit better. You got a uh, Dottie MU. They made street rage Four. you like that. Don't you? Huh? And then, uh, what else? Uh, Ninja turtles. <laughs> they just say that again. Uh, Ninja turtles. Okay. All right. Um, there were, uh, I think there was a, also a streamed live event, like exclusively in Japan, but somebody on our reset era translated it to English for the most part, there might be some mistranslation here, but so they said, uh, seven months to make the trailer. Um, great fans of the arcade and SNES game. <laughs> Damn. They just, they just go and do Genesis like that. That's kind of messed. <laughs> Genesis Hy- hyperstone heist was really good. I liked, I liked hyperstone heist. Maybe that was just, you know, mistranslated. I would assume. Cause, uh, I think it was collectively great across all platforms. Um, and I think the SNES was a port of the arcade game, I believe too, if I'm not mistaken, but I digress. Uh, some of them worked on the GBA game at Ubisoft. I think I remember actually playing that game and I, I did actually like that one, uh, years wanting to do this game, but Activision had the rights, uh, Dottie MU also wanted the game. They all meet met at GDC three years ago. They made a pitch at Nickelodeon. Uh, not easy for a small French indie team to get the license, but making more and more games made it easier. So I would assume definitely Streets of Rage for probably put them on the map with that one, especially coming from the same kind of, uh, you know, position, you know, of a, of a, you know, somewhat established series that's been dormant for, I don't know, roughly almost the same time frame, even though technically, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has had like a lot more various games trying to be like it, but not close remotely for the most part. But, um, let's see. Nickelodeon Action contacted dot EMU after Wonder Boy and the Dragon's Trap told them they wanted to make games together. Dot EMU picked TMNT instantly. That's crazy. Nickelodeon actually reached out to them. Maybe after they reached out to them first and okay, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll talk to them. Uh, took a long time to get all the details of the game, prove all of them. Uh, revisit, revisit of the Konami classics with new formulas and features. Wanted to polish the outdated aspects of the old games that this definitely seems pretty promising in terms of like the potential of maybe, um, you know, if it's anything remotely to streets rage in terms of like adding 
<laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I'm, I'm gonna say it again. Okay. I'm a sucker for some juggle mechanics. Okay. I can't get enough. All right. Uh, if they, I mean, if, uh, if Donatello could juggle, juggle as well as, uh, Leonardo and, you know, maybe Michelangelo could throw a nunchuck to give him a little more air. I wouldn't be mad at it. I just, I doubt anybody would be mad at it. You know, juggling, you can do wrong with juggling. That's my <laughs> unofficial rule. You cannot, you can do no wrong with, with a juggle. <laughs> what is that? It was the freaking dodgeball. Uh, what was the damn quote? I have to know. Ah, it's going to kill me. Um, damn it. You could dodge a wrench, but you can't dodge a ball. Yeah, there we go. Okay. I remembered it. I don't know how that that's not really relevant, but it's close enough. <laughs> it's close enough. Uh, four player co-op online confirmed. That's pretty huge. Uh, if that actually is, uh, comes to fruition. Cause I think, I believe she's raised four planned to have it, but it didn't fall through because of, you know, various issues. So they knocked it down to two player, but that's definitely a big up. If that's the case, uh, aim for each stage to be like an episode with a contained story. And also of course, coming into the big story. Uh, that's interesting. Cause I'm going by the trailer. It seemed like there was a lot of, um, possible hints at possibly like a resurgence of like the animated, uh, uh animated show. Cause to be honest for a trailer, the, the animation, cause it, it looked like some like thought thought out, like cartoon animation in there that it, it seemed like that, you know, it could be like a legitimate, like a uh, TV show, like resurgence coming back with to, to go directly back to the old school, um, teenage mutant Ninja Turtles, which would be pretty dope. Um, smoother to chain combos. There are special attacks, really flashy ones. Oh man, you sold me with that already. Oh, I love me some flashy attacks, boy. <laughs> I love flashy attacks. <laughs> um, I would use my, let me try to. Damn it. <laughs> I will. Um, what else? Both teams wanted to work on the 87 designs from the start and nothing else. So, they definitely wanted to for sure go directly to the old school TMNT. Wiz Studio and Paris did the new intro animation. Uh, they had patent via some contacts from their Street Rage 4 team and discovered he was also a fan of the, the series and theme. So, yeah, being uh, being associated with Street Rage 4 is... Uh, the best possible result I'd say for this game. Cool. Uh, is there anything else? Yeah. So I guess there was a question about size curl only, or also RPG elements. 
said we can't go into details, but we want to improve and adapt to modern times. Like Scott Pilgrim game has some RPG elements. Um, also there are also playable vehicles like skateboards and hoverboards and such. That was a question that was asked. We have, we have in them in mind, of course, there will be for sure sequences different of the typical size scroll on foot. Uh, they help break up, break the pace in there and, and is a no brainer having them. There'll be more info on that later. So I am invested. I am ready. Uh, you can actually add it to wishlist on steam right now. So if you don't know, if you, um, wishlist the item on steam, it does help a lot for, uh, a game's visibility where it's kind of like, I guess, roughly kind of similar to YouTube where it's like, you know, the more attention it gets, the generally, the more it propagates across the platform. So, Hey man, you know, uh, show your support for this game. Cause it's cause we want it. I want it. I love Ninja Turtles. When I was a kid, I love Ninja Turtles, uh, Leonardo for life. I'm just going to say that right now, but all of the, all of the turtles are good too. So I like Leonardo the most personally. Um, he was blue and he got swords. <laughs> How do I say? <laughs> There's like a, a Ninja Turtles event. <laughs> I'm just going there. I'm old as hell. <laughs> All these little kids. And I'm just talking to Luca. Hey, you know what? Hey, what is your favorite? <laughs> hey, I love Leonardo. Right. All right. Don't, don't, don't talk to Leonardo about that. Don't don't talk on Leonardo about that. We gonna have some problems. <laughs> I'll sock a kid in this store. <laughs> sir, are you even Sir, what are you doing here? <laughs> Damn it. Uh all right, moving on. Uh and I forgot to include this. Of course I did. Of course I did. Okay. Um, damn, I cannot type. So, uh, <laughs> in somewhat unrelated news, kind of related, uh, in terms of old school <laughs> characters, um, Space Jam 2 bringing it back up. Uh, so apparently, there's some uh, news that dropped earlier this week of uh, Pepe Le Pew. Uh, from, from the, uh, is it Nick Warner brothers tunes, Looney tunes, where apparently he was going to be in the, uh, space jam two in a scene, but, uh, they cut it way back when, um, for those that don't know, <laughs> which is pretty understandable now, but Pepe Le Pew was like probably the most horrible representation of a, of a character you could have in a cartoon. He was literally, he was literally a rapist slash pedophile. No, not pedophile. I can't, I guess I can't say that technically, but he was a straight up, uh, man, what do you even define him as just, I think he, I guess the best way is that he promoted rape culture, which is like, yeah, it was in retrospect thinking about it. And I was like, yeah, he was pretty, that was a pretty bad look. That was pretty horrible. 
he was like literally forcing women to kiss him and then you know trying to basically it seemed like all that all of his uh episodes were just focused around getting a woman to like him even though they didn't generally like him if that makes sense in the most forceful ways possible which is just no that just and in today's climate that shit ain't gonna fly at all so they uh there's basically they they went to a scene talking about it where i guess apparently uh it was an actor grace grease santo who was gonna be in like this black and white scene and then pepe Le Pew uh was gonna come up to her and i think he was gonna do something lewd rude and brush him off where they had they had like a uh um one by one on the scene, which I'm trying to find. Yeah. Pepe was said to appear in a black and white Casablanca, like Rick's cafe sequence. Pepe playing a bartender starts hitting on a woman at the bar played by Grace Santo. He begins kissing her arm. Yeah. That's some very, and we, we all know that it's unwanted. <laughs> that's it's unwanted. Uh, don't touch me. I don't want to be touched which she pulls back, then slamming Pepe into the chair next to hers. She then pours her a drink. She then pours her drink on Pepe. Okay. I was like, wait a minute. That doesn't add up. Uh, Pours her drink on Pepe and slaps him hard, sending him in a spinning, spinning in the stool, which is then stopped by LeBron James's hand. (laughs) James and Bugs Bunny are looking for Lola and Pepe knows her whereabouts. Pepe then tells the guys that Penelope cat has filed a restraining order against them. <laughs> it got real. Uh, James makes a remark in the script that Pepe can't grab other tunes without their consent. I mean, they definitely probably should have kept that in. Uh, upon learning that her scene with Pepe was cut, Santo was upset. According to her spokesperson, The actress singer has been a victim of sexual harassment and has spoken out against it. Um, Even in recording a debut single, uh, Gattaca to empower women to stand up to sexual predators, sexual harassment. Um, And she even has a nonprofit glam with Greece, which aims to empower victims of domestic violence to change their lives for the better. So yeah. Um, and she took joy in shooting a Space Jam sequel scene with Pepe because the skunk finally gets his comeuppance. <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they definitely should have kept that scene in. Cause I mean, it, it for sure would have been like a commentary on how, like how things aren't okay. You know, when you compare it back to, um, back in the day when, you know, some very risque stuff like really passed by, uh, but now in today's climate, you know, it's like, man, that is really fucked up basically. Cause, uh, yeah, he was straight up, straight up violating women. <laughs> when you, when you think about it, he was straight up violating women on some, like, uh, who's, who was the cartoon, uh, from cartoon network, Johnny Bravo, where, you know, he was straight up like sexual harassment, <laughs> sexual harasser, uh, he seemed, I'm trying to remember like some distinct ones, but it's, it's all been, it's all a blur now, but 
Yeah, it's been some very, uh, very push the envelope, uh, very, uh, yeah, for sure. Sexual harass slash predators, um, in cartoons, they definitely should have kept this in. Um, yeah, definitely would have just say like, Hey man, that's not okay. That ain't cool. That's not cool. (laughs) And address that to like, you know, bring attention to, you know, how messed up he actually was as a character. Uh, and you know, maybe, but then it's like, that was at the same time. It's like, that was his whole shtick of being like a pedophile. I keep saying pedophile, but I mean, a pervert. That's what I'm looking for. So yeah. Yeah. I I understand where they're coming from as they like, eh, we don't want to deal with all that, but I think it would have definitely made more sense, especially given like, uh, as a commentary of, you know, the, the, the drastic changes from back then to now. Um, yeah, I, I, I see both sides as it's like, uh, it's a, it's a tough, it's a, it, yeah, it's a tough topic to bring up and maybe I, I would assume maybe they potentially don't want to like kill the whole move, mood of the movie, I guess, but it could have, I think it could have been, a, there could have been a way to do it, but I, I, I'd assume he's like, ah, it's too much work. Let's stop it. Let's just, let's just scrap it. So <laughs> I like how LeBron James put his ass in his place though. I respect that. Uh, that's pretty, I, I would, I hope that's a deleted scene. If, that, if whenever that comes out on uh movies, like, Hey man, that ain't cool. Stop it. Oh, 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 I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's, my best impression. I apologize. Um, yeah, so there you go. Cool, cool. Moving on to what I've been playing concludes all the news for this week. All right. So talked about it on Twitter roughly. But, uh, (laughs) man, me and these, uh, random, random urges to just, (laughs) just mod. (laughs) And that's exactly what I did pretty much. Um, so, uh, I'm not sure if I touched on this way back, but the PS classic, uh, I did originally mod it when it came out and, uh, you know, it, it still had some work that needed to be, you know, done. Um, it wasn't, you know, ultimately perfect, but it was, it was totally, you know, playable, but, um, I haven't touched it really much since, but then I was like, you know what? Uh, I guess the biggest thing that got me to do it was there was, um, I was playing or I was at least inviting the idea to start replaying some of the resident evil games in anticipation of resident evil eight, um, with, uh, you know, only having access to resident evil director's cut, which is technically the worst version of the game. Um, from, (laughs) from, uh, from a very musical standpoint, I mean, I have to, it's, it's very relevant right now. So, uh, case, in case you don't know, we have to, um, 
we have to bring this back up because it's 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 important. We we just have to. You'll know what I mean. one fascinating thing about that that uh at least i wasn't even aware of until recently was uh for those that may not know is that basically uh i think in the span of resident evil 1 to the director's cuts there was a the composer of the game i guess he was supposedly the beethoven of of uh of music at the time in japan and uh it basically uh, come to find out he was actually a fraud and he was actually paying a, I think a high school music teacher to compose the music, uh, for him. Um, so that basically, <laughs> basically explains that track. Uh, cause boy, just, just, just robots farting. That's at least what I assume <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah. So, Basically, I was trying to, uh, there's, um, a ultimate director's cut, which is basically a, a fan mod of the game that basically gives you all the elements of the original Resident Evil director's cut, but puts the, um, music of the original game, which is generally the better of the, of the soundtracks into it. Um, so that's at least what I plan to do. I got it set up uh, set up and running. So I'm more than likely probably going to try that at some point, but basically that was my biggest (laughs) inspiration to, uh, start getting back into modding. So I did update, um, the emulator, which is, uh, what is it? Bleem sync was the original one, but now they, um, upgraded to a new emulator called, I think ESRI or something like that. Uh, but overall it seems to be way better, um, in terms of, uh, from at least when it originally started with the PS classic, when it, uh, just launched. So, um, pretty awesome. It has a OTG support, which is basically if, uh, it's a, it's a specific type of cable that lets you add a USB drive to the power, uh, connector. Um, which basically just gives you more maneuver maneuverability and options and flexibility overall. So, um, yeah, so I messed with, uh, just to test some games out. I messed with, um, resident evil, which seemed to run fine. And then, uh, man played this fun ass game that I f- totally forgot about, uh, called crisis beat, which is basically a, um, it is a spinoff of the time crisis, uh, shoot em games, light gun games. Uh, but man, it is fun as hell. So uh, I think I tweeted about it. Uh, but basically is <laughs> this random ass character. And I guess I feel like this is, I would assume this is probably something that started in anime that I'm not aware of, but it's this one dude that, uh, 
he just basically has his hands in his pockets and he basically just fights with his legs, just using kicks relentlessly. Um, I think I saw it in another beat em up too. I think it's, I forgot the name of it, but I want to say it's guardians or something like that, where it's like, uh, like the end boss was a dude that, uh, just fights with his pockets until you really piss him off. And he's like, Oh, all right, you pissed me off now. Now I'm gonna use my fist. And then he like randomly morphed into some like alien huge robot or something. Yeah. Yeah. I would assume it's, it's, I, I would assume it's, uh, something I'm not aware of that more than likely originated from some Japan, Japanese media. Um, but nonetheless, it's cool regardless. So, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. And of course, I mean, the biggest thing that, that sold me is, uh, Hey, uh, you can juggle. So, I mean, as long as you can juggle, I'm ready to, uh, <laughs> ready to, ready to, to, to buggle, muggle, suckle. You know what? That works. As long as I can juggle, I'm ready to suckle. All right. If you hear me, if you hear me, um, so yeah, that was pretty fun. Um, tested out Tekken two and three. It was pretty fun to, to revisit those as well, but all in all, it, uh, has been working fine. Uh, I definitely highly recommend if you, man, I, who would, if you wanted to get a PS classic now, what would it, it depends. I don't know. Uh, if you, yeah, it's hard to recommend cause you have to really want to play a lot of the games and it just depends on your preference. I don't know. It's I have, that's why I always have the issue of recommending people modding stuff because it's like it, it is pretty time consuming even for somebody who at least personally, I consider myself pretty, uh, technically savvy for the most part that, uh, it's, it's still some, some, uh, intricacies you got to figure out in terms of like, uh, why this isn't working. Oh, I forgot. There was this one issue that I had that might've been an issue with the first version of bleem sync or the ROMs I had where basically the game would play just fine, but no music would actually play like other, other than the music, the game was totally running just fine come to find out it was something with uh what's called a q.q file which basically tells the game hey let's play this track on this stage play this track on other stage so basically i found out that some reason those files were janked or messed up in some way shape or form and after you know re-download doing some reconfiguring um, they started working just fine after that. So then I was able to get music. So it's just a lot of stuff like that, that, uh, you know, you could potentially run into that could totally just sour your whole experience when it comes to that. But it depends. I mean, it's, it's, (laughs) you, uh, have to have a lot of patience. I'd say that's, that's for a lot of things. So uh, then also with that in mind, I was like, uh, I've been, I was doing some research as well. You know, what is the best, re- the best version of the original resident evil to play? And, uh, you know, the ultimate director's cut was one. And then also, uh, resident evil, deadly science, uh, <laughs> deadly science, deadly science, 
that uh, I do actually have. But I was like, you know what? What would be really cool is that if you could play it on your Wii U, considering the um, touchscreen functionality where it just feels like it's essentially a bigger Wii U uh, or a bigger DS. I was like, let's try that. And then I went on this whole <laughs> this whole damn rabbit hole of, you know, hacking my Wii U, which I did successfully. But uh, in terms of trying to get the DS to work, uh, it does have a, a native DS emulator in it um, for majority a good amount of games, but the process is way more complicated than like having to install a emulator and playing from the emulator. You have to do what's, I forgot the term. I think it's called um, payload loading or something like that, where essentially you have to like install the game natively as an app in the Wii U and then play it via emulation or we use emulation that way. So ended up being way more time consuming than I wanted and wanted to deal with. So I was like, you know what? I'm satisfied. I, I hacked the Wii U. So if I ever want to start playing emulators in it, I'm fine. That's cool. Um, so, uh, you know, there's basically that. So I was, I, I was satisfied enough with, you know, hacking the Wii U and just cutting it there at some point when I have <laughs> built up enough patience, maybe I'll try to visit it uh, again. Let some time pass. Let some, uh, some of these hackers update it to make it more streamlined. But either way, the Wii U is also been successfully hacked. Also been a uh, kind of curious now that I've gotten the bug. I'm, I've been trying to and want to at least try to hack uh, my PS2 and uh, Xbox, original Xbox as well. Um, it seems like PS2 is pretty easy. Xbox a little more intricate where basically you uh, have to open up the Xbox, which is fine. And you have to get rid of this capacitor, which I guess over time will like obliterate the motherboard and stuff like that. So I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure if I've, I've ran out of patience as of now. So <laughs> it's funny. Uh, lately on the weekends, I've just been like, I've, uh, I've been not gaming, which I've wanted, been wanting to do, but just doing random stuff like this, this <laughs> modern, modern my consoles, which is actually fun and insightful. Though. I'm, I can't even lie. That's obviously why I've been doing it. So anyway, um, Outside of that, also played uh, a little bit more of the Halo Master Chief Collection of uh, flight test for the new maps for three. Um, still having a good time with them. I, I, I tried to play yesterday, but I think the servers were down or maybe the test, the flight is over. Haven't checked, but uh, did that. Also tried out that Black Ops uh, outbreak mode. Um, wasn't impressed. It just felt like zombies in a bigger map, which is like, eh, it's, it's, it's fine if you're playing with other people, but I won't generally won't go on my way to play, um, this mode. If I see other people playing, I'll probably join, but that's about it. So it was pretty short lived. And then I was playing with some just horrible people that wouldn't help, help, help me up. If I got down by the zombies or weren't playing objective. They were like just talking about some other stuff and weren't necessarily playing a game. It seemed like, cause it was like, what are you even doing here? I digress. Uh, and then of course, I mean, I don't even have to tell you modern warfare, man, 
literally what I've been playing majority of this week. Um, I got all the, what did I get? I got all of the, uh, pretty much all the guns. I just have these damn freaking launchers left, uh, to complete. Um, after that, I will finally have gotten attained, acquired the Damascus camo in life will have meaning <laughs> life will finally have meaning i can live my life after that uh right after that i'll play that video that they always play it at um at evo after evo ended uh, where the dude uh kicks through the wall you're like you're all free now but it's just me like uh, it's been a grind, but it's like I've been enjoying it thoroughly, though, at the same time, at least uh, getting a well-rounded experience of uh, all the weapons of, of uh, Modern Warfare. This is like literally uh, outside of Modern Warfare 2, one of the biggest Modern Warfare games that I've like literally uh, played the most as well as do all the challenges for the guns. And yeah, man, this is like literally the best modern warfare to date, I'd say. And you know, and what's funny is that black ops cold war keeps solidifying that, you know, you know, uh, pl- comparing and contrast. Cause I think I, I messed with some of the, 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 the new map that came out with the, the new season as well. And eh, it just, it just was not doing it for me. It just something about the game was just, not doing it for me. I'm not sure if it was more of a visual thing or a gameplay thing, but it felt like a combination of both that like, uh, I just want to, it's like, it was, it was, it's pushing me more towards playing modern warfare every time I play black ops cold war. So I feel like that's indicative of something. I don't know what, but outside of that, pretty much all, of, uh, all of what I was doing gaming wise and then, uh, media, um, of course, WandaVision. Oh man. Ah, WandaVision. It was a great show. Great show. Ended pretty, pretty good for the most part. I mean, of course it isn't a Marvel movie without leaving a lot of open-ended questions. It felt like it was too many, uh, questions they left open, at least, which at least personally was having me needing a little bit more closure. I feel like I kind of got, uh, satiated that hunger after, um, um, what did I do? I was, um, <laughs> I was watching uh YouTube theory videos to kind of appease, appease this, this, uh, this hunger for closure of the show, uh, which is great. So a brief, quick rundown to the show spoilers for WandaVision if you haven't seen it, but, um, yeah, so it starts out where they left off last episode with Agatha choking the hell out of them kids with the with the with the magic whips, and then uh, Wanda, Wanda, that that mom came out of Wanda, boy, boy, that mom came out. She like shooting fireballs at her or magic balls, like <laughs> who? <laughs> I swear I heard it, who? <laughs> and then she, uh, her ass just just fling back. But they started showing how that uh power she had of sucking people's powers when it's used on her that, uh, she was, her hands were starting to deteriorate, uh, Wanda's hands. So they, they fighting. And then, you know, Wanda just, just, 
<laughs> Wanda gutter. Let's let's just keep it at that. Wanda 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 gutter. All right. She she's <laughs> out of nowhere. She's like she just threw a card her ass <laughs> In, into the house, and then they you know had a Wizard of Oz reference and stuff. Uh, and then Vision, White Vision, out of nowhere came up. He's like, Hey Wanda, how you doing? And she's like, Let me let me uh Wanda just like. I don't even know. I don't know what she was thinking, but she she just had some googly eyes for the for the dude, and then he's getting. He's like, yeah, let me let's. She, uh, what was she doing? She's like, I want to kiss you, Vision, because you look white or something. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, either way, uh, Vision just start choking her ass. She's like, let me. <laughs> Vision was like, white Vision. I'm like, let me let me break that skull for you real quick, and then uh, Soul Vision. Soul, he uh just just rammed his ass, and then 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 they fighting, do 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 do, and then uh then uh Wanda looks for I think the witch, and then then they they uh you know they their fighting still ensues, then I think she plays a trick about um untrancing the people that were under Wanda's spell. To like show like you did this, Wanda. You did all of this to all these people or whatever. And um, you know, she's like, No, I didn't do it, and then all the people coming at her, I can't even sleep because I have your dreams and, and all that stuff. And then out of nowhere, um she just starts choking everybody, like, everybody shut up. I didn't do this. And then she while wow, she's actually choking people, so like, oh, okay. So it's kind of interesting you see that side of like how Wanda is shaping up to be kind of like the villain of um, the villain of the, of the, you know, potentially the Dr. Strange movie, multi, multi, I want to say multi strange madness, but uh, multiverse of madness. So you kind of get that. Um, And then, uh, the vision versus vision fight, it kind of ends where, uh, what did he use? The, the ship of Theseus, uh, I guess, um, is it paradox? I feel like it's a paradox, but I, I forgot the, the official term for it, but basically he, pr- he, uh, presented this, like, I'm gonna just say paradox. Cause that's what it felt like, but he presented this paradox with vision where they were like having a discussion uh white vision was like i must kill vision um then he said like you know we're both vision though why you so what are you gonna do blah blah blah. and then he uses the 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 ship theory or basically um or paradox where it's like if a ship um the ship that i guess was destroyed and they had to keep building these new aspects to it uh, if a ship keeps getting built up, is it the same ship? Is is that ship actually that ship or is it something else? And then that <laughs> then White Vision was like, uh, does not compute, does not. <laughs> I was expecting his head to blow up, but it didn't happen. But then he was like, oh, OK, all right. Uh, it, um, uh, entertain me, Soul Vision, and then he's like, <laughs> Soul Vision, like, all right, let me put you on game. Let me put you on game real quick. And he just touches head and 
basically transferred all his memories to Vision. And then, you know, White Vision was like, I am Vision. And then he just <laughs> he just left. <laughs> he just flew up and left. I'm like, all right, I guess we'll see you in the next MCU movie or show or something. Or maybe WandaVision. I mean, um, uh, Doctor Strange, maybe. I don't know. So you get that. Um, then, oh yeah, freaking director Hayward shooting kids. He horrible. Lock his ass up. Either way, uh, what's her name? Kat Dennings, uh, her beautiful self. She, uh, just out of nowhere rammed his ass. Have fun in prison. (laughs) Uh, that was great though. That was pretty good. Um, so yeah. And then, uh, it's a lot, it's a lot to, to, to digest, but Ultimately, uh, towards the end, um, the hex closes up and then like, you know, uh, vision has his final goodbye. He's like, uh, ah, what did he say? Damn it. He says something really moving too. uh, or, or was it Wanda? It was, it was, it was definitely the scene between both, but basically Wanda reveals that soul vision was like, uh, like the love of him or a part of the soul stone that she keeps or something like that. I'm totally not doing it justice, but, um, and then, then you get the tear from vision. It was like, Oh, Oh my God. He's an Android that he's, they said something like he was when he was the original vision. He was once a man and with no soul. Oh, I forgot it. But it basically was showing like how he's actually become a real person now or something like that. And you know, the tear came out. I ain't gonna lie, y'all. Um I uh, them tears came out for me too. Just like Vision cried as a as a as a robot, tears came out of me as a as a hardened man. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. It's been it's I don't know how many times I've said I cried, uh some of these shows, but hey. That's uh I think a uh indication of a good show, you know. They actually pull at your heart heartstrings and make you feel something just feel something all in all. Uh, if this is the indication of, uh, the, the MCU like TV series going forward, I am all for it. I am ready as all can be for a Falcon and wonder soldier. Um, ah, so good. Love it. Love it. I love it. Such a good series. Some good TV too. Um, yeah, man. Uh, uh, and then, uh, attack on Titan. Um, what was this episode? Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, Gabby got hit. So I'm, I'm thankful for that. Somebody hit Gabby again. So, uh, in case you didn't know, fuck Gabby, just, just putting it out there. I will say, uh, outside of those moments, it, it feels like attack on Titan is starting to get a little slower than I like. I, th- I think the season finale is coming up this Sunday, maybe I forgot, but either way it's, I am still enjoying it. It's not as, it's not as great as like the, was it the pilot, um, the premiere or the episode after that wasn't good as initial, you know, start of the season, but I mean, it was enough for me to keep, (laughs) I feel like I've watched them all now. I was like, I think I have to keep going still. So, uh, the walking dead, uh, yes. One of the 10 people that are still watching it. Um, 
uh, yeah, it feels like this episode was kind of fillery too. Uh, I mean, the, the focus is on Daryl and Carol a, uh, a little bit, but the, I guess the, the, the setup seems to be of a new character that I guess, uh, they basically are trying to maybe bring her back somehow I would assume, but basically it kind of, a lot of it is like somewhat of a prequel to the events of this season, I guess, where Daryl is trying to find, um, this girl that all of a sudden is lost, but they basically explain how, how he found dog, uh, which is the, <laughs> is literally the name of the dog, uh, Daryl's dog in walking dead. So, yeah, a little, a little, a little felt a little bit, uh, a little bit fillery, but you know, Hey, it's at this point, I just feel like I just, I just, it's a ritual now. I'm just watching it just to watch it. But it seems like next, next, uh, Sunday's episode is going to be interesting. Um, in terms of got some new characters, I forgot the one actor in this one, but, uh, Michael Keaton, uh, I'm not sure, but it seems to be a pretty established actor. Um, was he the dude that played, uh, I think he's the dude that played the, uh, Terminator in Terminator two, the, the evil Terminator in Terminator two. Um, he's playing a character. I forgot his name, but it seems like something might pop off in this episode, which, uh, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for it. Movie wise. I uh, caught uh, Coming to America. I watched it. <sighs> Coming to America is one of those movies where I felt like I watched it, but I may have not. Which uh, I was like, you know, let me refresh my memory either way. Because it's like, you know, some movies where you remember very iconic parts, but you don't necessarily remember the whole movie as a whole. That's what I felt about Coming to America with Coming to America 2 coming out last weekend. So I was like, I watched that. It's pretty damn good. I, I didn't realize how good that movie was, um, uh, at least for watching it now, um, or at least watching it as I am now. Um, but <laughs> I had a lot of good moments. Oh. <laughs> Murphy's like <laughs> Eddie Murphy singing and uh, singing at the, I guess, fundraiser for Mech Arnold's. Uh, <laughs> the, I, I really do love the dynamic between um all of the characters, uh, the, the barbershop, the barbershop people. It's like, man, that, that totally is it. <laughs> and then, oh man, it, it really shouldn't be killing me, but it really, it does, man. Cause <laughs> you got, uh, Eddie Murphy playing the, uh, the singer, uh, with the Jerry curl. That's your soul glue. And, uh, <laughs> after all, after he done, <laughs> you got to do in the middle. He only seemed to be the only dude that like, like the, um, like, uh, the, the Jerry curl dude singing. <laughs> that boy good. <laughs> oh, it kills me every time. Oh man. It is so fucking funny to me. <laughs> it's like nobody, nobody likes this guy. And then this this one random dude of all the, of the of the trio of the barbershop people. <laughs> that boy good. <laughs> I think he stood up too. <laughs> I want to say <laughs> that boy good. <laughs> oh man. 
Ah, oh, that took me out. It really did. It really did. I freaking lost it, man. <laughs> that boy good. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, so after that, uh, saw coming to America the sequel, uh, that nobody asked for. Um, so yeah. Uh, so just to provide a quick rundown, I, I guess technically it's essentially the same as the first one to an extent, but for the first one, basically, uh, the Prince of, uh, Zimbabwe, do, do Kima, do, I, I want to say Zimbabwe, but I know I'm wrong. I, I think Dukembe, I want to say. I think Dukembe. I could be wrong either way. But basically, the Prince of Dukembe um, basically been pampered his whole life, duh, spoiled as hell uh, for the most part, but um, is <laughs> tired of being spoiled, uh, basically having his ass wiped and his dick cleaned. Um, but, you know, hey, I mean, hey, at some point, uh, just, you're just going to get tired of it, I guess. <laughs> uh, so he basically goes to America and of all places, where am I going to play my queen? Queens, Queens, New York. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So they go to Queens and then they basically, you know, all hilarity ensues. They come across, uh, uh, they, this beautiful girl, like I must meet her. And she's like, Oh, she works at uh whack Arnold's or Mac Arnold's. And then works at Mac Arnold's and then basically woos her. And then, uh, they find out that he, he actually is very rich, but he wanted to find the girl. He wanted to, wanted her to like him for him. And they did. But then after she found out he was rich, she didn't like him. And then now, uh, you know, he has to, he, he wanted to marry her, asked Mary, but she said no. And then what do you know? Come to the day where you expect he's just going to marry the, the one girl that hops on one leg, uh, doesn't, but, um, actually is the girl that he wanted and happy. They live happily ever after until coming to America where, um, I think the King is going to die. And then he's, uh, Eddie Murphy is going to be the King now. And then now he has to find, um, or no, he, he, uh, finds out he has a bastard son, um, in New York, I guess it was, <laughs> he got knocked up from a woman, uh, where he had to give a seat, I guess, uh, that he wasn't aware of or he didn't remember. Um, and they find him and then they, they do roughly the same thing, but it's like the inverse, like now they're in, in Dukembe and then this whole scenario ensues again for the most part. But now it's the dynamic where they need to, uh, get rid of, the, um, the, the, the rival tribe that was basically, if you don't marry our, marry into our family, we'll kill you. <laughs> we'll kill you King. And, um, yeah. So then pretty much that whole dynamic ensues. And then, you know, ultimately ends up being, a kind of a, a lot of cool, funny references to the first movie <laughs> that dude comes back. <laughs> that boy good. <laughs> That boy good. <laughs> uh, and then somewhat of a payoff. Then like, you know, the, the barber people, they're like, you know what? Yeah, he is kind of good. And I'm like, okay. Uh, it, was, it was pretty good. Even though it has some really, 
really uh suspect um um what do you call it uh market and stuff you know i was like they all right y'all y'all like y'all focusing on that pepsi can a little too long let's let's move it let's move it on a little bit let's just let's just stop and then it was some weird like uh a weird um comparison to uh mac arnold's like uh we got to make furry they got to make flurry which is you know i mean deep down it's clearly like a marketing without marketing for mcdonald's um you know sub subliminal marketing it, it felt like but um yeah so you know and then yeah they used like a weird uh correlation where it's like uh, you know, the, the company, they didn't like me, uh, because we were trying to, you know, um, um, copy them, but they were trying to copy us and they were trying to tie that into the main plot. And I'm like, no, that just, it, it just felt really forced in my opinion, where it's like, felt like McDonald's paid them like, you know, 5 million, like, Hey, we'll give you these 5 million to make this movie as long as you put this in and you know, Hey do whatever you want after that, you know? And that's what it felt like. <laughs> it really did. It just felt like just out of place and random as hell. And it's like, I, I can respect if somebody put in a marketing thing where it's like, okay, all right, understand, you know, you got to pay the bills, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, that felt a little too, uh, a little too, a little too tongue and tongue in cheek for my, my personal taste. But it, it didn't take too much away from the movie. It was just like, uh, uh, huh. Okay. That's all right. So yeah. So all in all though, I think it was pretty good. Uh, a good movie for a movie we didn't ask for. I'll say that. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah. Just had a, <laughs> I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> that boy. Good. <laughs> Oh, I have to give a shout out to uh, Wesley Snipes, though. He was pretty good, too. Uh, he really played his role as like the um, rival tribe uh, where they do this random, you know, mess. Freaking freaking Rick Ross was randomly in there as a cameo. But I forgot and found out that um, they actually used his freaking his his house, which is like a freaking estate like village uh, to, to tape a lot of that movie, which is kind of crazy when I think about it. I was like, yeah, I see why they gave him a little cameo. It wasn't like distracted, but it was like, Oh, Oh shoot. That's Rick Ross. <laughs> Holy shit. Is that Rick Ross? <laughs> so all in all, uh, it's pretty good. Um, I liked it personally. Um, I, did we need it? Not at all, but it was fine. It was, it was totally fine. So cool. All right. Outside of that, that's pretty much been it for me. So I think that'll conclude episode 95, 95 switch sites podcast. Um, what else? I think that's it. Uh, if you did like this podcast, uh, Feel free to like, rate, subscribe on your favorite podcasts and platforms. Um, if you want to watch this son of a bitch, <laughs> if you want to watch this 
<laughs> Son of a bitch live on uh Twitch um Twitch TV you can uh, ideally around uh it I I hate trying to commit to a time cuz I feel like I never do it but I'll at least give a window around 5 to 7 p.m. on Thursdays uh Pacific time um yeah Outside of that, uh, you can also catch the archives of this podcast for the people that like the YouTube podcast uh, on youtube.com slash a switch as well. Um, yeah. 95 guys, 95. Sorry guys. Yeah. You <laughs> leaving as all your comments. So, um, outside of that, um, thanks for watching. Um, don't touch people that don't want to be touched. Don't cough. Um, get your game on. Oh yeah. Nobody's safe. <laughs>